More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Today on More to Life, what do you need? Are you having a hard time getting the people in your life to respect your needs or your boundaries? We're going to help you find your voice. 877-573-7825. Everyone says they want to have a great marriage and family and personal life. Well, the theology of the body reveals how you can actually achieve it. More to life. The happiest couples know how to say I do to each other every moment of every day. Surprising. Relevant. Hopeful. Angela, let's not just settle for stopping your son's behavior. Exactly. Let's talk about the kind of young man you want to raise. Practical theology of the body-based answers for every part of your life. God's original blueprint didn't include depression and anxiety. Yeah, that's a human invention. God wants to set you free. Let's talk about making that happen. The life you were meant to live through the theology of the body. More to life. Good morning, everyone. You're listening to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today on More to Life, what do you need? Are you having a hard time getting the people in your life to respect your needs or your boundaries? We want to help you find your voice. The number is 877-573-7825. You know, it's sometimes hard to be in the position of, for example, asking for help from your spouse or your kids and getting the eye roll or the, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. And then nothing, there's no follow through or sometimes she's going to flat out. No, or maybe it's not about that. Sometimes we try to express our needs in terms of telling somebody that they've hurt our feelings or that they're you know doing something that's making our lives more difficult. And either they refuse to hear that, uh, or they just ignore us entirely. Um, sometimes we try to set a boundary with somebody, they step all over it. When we feel like we're not being heard, it can be really frustrating. And we end up being in the position where we feel like we can either you know, burn down the world to get to people to listen to us, or if we don't want to do that, and none of us do, we just have to suck it up. Right. Uh, and, and so the, what is the call for the Christian in that situation is kind of the question. Right. So we're asking you to call up and share. Are you struggling to get the people in your life to respect your needs, hear your concerns or, or you know, appreciate your boundaries? 877-573-7825. Yeah. Or as you said, Greg, as Christians, we often think. Am I allowed to have a need? What? I'm supposed to serve all the time. I must serve the needs of my parish community, of my parents who need me, of my sister who needs me to babysit, of all of my children, of my spouse. I don't have room to have needs of my own. Well, and here's the, here's the qualifier. Yes, we are called to serve at all times. Exactly. It gets confusing for us but as Christians. We're called to serve with a purpose. We're called to serve to a greater to the greater good of each other, right? Serving in ways that make other people worse is not serving. That's being codependent. Uh, that's actually being slothful in some ways because I, you know even because what I'm doing here is I'm I'm not addressing an injustice or I'm not tending to a wound or a need or a problem that needs to be attended to I'm just doing what I have to do to keep the quiet uh, because I don't know what else to do or because I I 
don't feel like I can muster the energy to fight the good fight. And, and so we end up serving in ways that wear us down and don't build the other people up, which is not what we're called to do. And we also can sometimes serve to the point where we are really no longer serving our primary place in life, our primary people, because we're so busy trying to make every the extended family's life better, my our workplace and all the people there who are our quote-unquote you know, other family better, our parish life better, the needs of all those in our community better. And then we look up and we've neglected ourselves, so we become unhealthy or depressed or anxious or you name it, and we really can't be giving from a good place, a place of strength. We, our witness ends up shrinking because people look at us and think, who wants to live like that? You know, they're falling apart. We don't end up serving our spouse if we're married, our children if we have a family, the closest people that God has put in our lives to truly serve. We can get off kilter very quickly when we're trying to serve a lot and we don't ask for our needs or even sometimes take a look and find out what are they that I have that are needs for my so, own life? Sorry. So give us a call at 877-573-7825. Again, that number, 877-573-7825. And tell us, are you having a hard time getting someone in your life to respect your needs, hear your concerns, or, or listen to your boundaries? You know, maybe you've tried to tell somebody, hey, I could really use some help here. Or you've tried to address a concern with someone or, or tell them that they've hurt you and you're setting some boundaries and they just ignore you, walk all over you, do what they want to do anyway. Then what? Well, we want to help you find healthy ways to find your voice, get those needs met, and really have those relationships, the, those mutually supportive relationships that God is calling us all to. Give us a call at 877 877- Five seven three seventy eight twenty five. Again, that number is eight seven seven five seven three seven eight two five. Every day on More to Life, we take a look at the topic of the day through the lens of Saint John Paul's theology of the body. And if you don't know what that is, that's fine. Saint John Paul, when he was pope, gave a series of reflections over the course of about five years, where he talked about how we can find God's fingerprints all over creation, and how those fingerprints, so to speak, reveal God's plan for living a more abundant life and having healthier, holier relationship. We have a tendency to beat up on ourselves for even having needs. We tell ourselves that good and holy people don't have needs, as we were just talking about. Or at least we shouldn't acknowledge them. We think it's selfish to advocate for ourselves. The theology of the body reminds us that human beings are embodied beings, and that God speaks to us through our needs. From the perspective of the theology of the body, biology is theology. Biologists tell us that a need is not simply what's required for survival, but rather what's required for homeostasis, optimal functioning, where all of our systems are working in harmony with each other and our environment. 
God created us to function optimally. As St. Irenaeus put it, the glory of God is man fully alive. God built our needs into us so that by meeting them, we could thrive. We develop healthy communion with others by listening to each other's needs and responding fully to each other's needs. That's how we help each other flourish. That's how we create intimacy that is the sense that because I am well cared for by you, it's safe for me to reveal myself to you. Now, it's true that we can't always get what we need exactly how and when we want it. Um, And yes, self-discipline is a virtue, and so is self-sacrifice. But, you know, it's important to remember that godly self-discipline doesn't require us to just deny our needs. It requires us to first listen to our needs and then look for ways to express and meet those needs in a way that's pleasing to God. By learning to listen to our needs, to ask God to teach us how to meet them, and then advocate for those needs to be taken seriously, we can discover healthier, godlier approaches to our life and relationships. You know, united with grace, we can come to understand that the physical, emotional, spiritual, and relational needs that we have really are the voice of the Holy Spirit, gently reminding us of what we need to live a healthy, integrated, abundant life, and to work toward making our world what God wants it to be. Uh, Ultimately, being a Christian isn't any more about being nice, quote-unquote, than it is about being antagonistic, right? It's about learning to be effective by bringing our needs and concerns to the Lord and then following his lead as he teaches us to address those needs and concerns in a way that glorifies him, works for the good of everybody around me, and helps me be the person that God's calling me to be. All right, sounds great in theory, but but what do we do when that person is in front of us ignoring those needs or concerns or stepping all over our boundaries or otherwise making life more difficult than it should be? (laughs) Give us a call at 877-573-7825 and tell us, are you having a hard time getting somebody in your life to respect your needs or your boundaries? Perhaps someone you care about continues to do or say hurtful things, even though you've asked them to stop. Maybe somebody's being inconsiderate of your needs or ignoring your requests for help. If you're not sure what to do to be heard, let us help you find your voice. 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. With that, let's take our concerns to the Lord, and we'll start taking your calls. In the name name of the the Father, Father, the the Son, and the the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus Christ, we ask you to help us to have a healthy relationship with all of our needs and our concerns. Help us to know how to meet our needs and concerns in ways that glorify you, in ways that that work for the good of the other people involved and, and the good of our relationships with them, in ways that help us be the people you are calling us to be. We give you all of our needs and concerns, Lord, and we we ask you to help us to have the wisdom to know how to respond to those needs and concerns, how to set the boundaries that will enable us to have healthy and godly relationships, and to respond to the people who are resistant to those needs or ignoring our concerns in ways that are charitable but still effective, in ways that challenge them to be what you've called them to be in our relationships. We ask all of this through the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and in the name name of the the Father, Father, the the Son, and the Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. Pope St. John Paul the Great. Pray for us. 
Today on More to Life, the show is What Do You Need? You know, if you're having a hard time getting the people in your life to listen to your requests for help or respect your needs when you tell them what you need or respect your boundaries when you've told them that what they're doing is hurtful or frustrating in some way, let us help you find your voice and and be heard. The number 877-573-7825. That's 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Carol, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Alabama on the EWTN app. Hi, Carol. Welcome to More to Life. What can we do for you? Hello. Good morning. Thank you for taking my call. Of course. Um, I have a situation. I'll try to make it as brief as I can. My daughter has been married for 10 years with three children. I have a niece that stumbled upon my son-in-law's social media site and discovered some people that he was following that was not a healthy situation. She got really upset, started digging further, and saw some really elusive things that he should not be looking at. It made her mad because she's close to my daughter, their cousins, and she set up a fake account and messaged him, got him to talking, got to him to admit that he wanted to go meet this person, and she recorded. She she has all of the information for proof, Okay. and she wants my daughter to know, so she mm-hmm. sent me the information. I want to handle this situation in the most, as you said, most godly way. Mm-hmm. I haven't told anyone in my family. I haven't told my husband, her brothers. Okay. I don't think it's their business. I think it's my daughter's business and how to handle mm-hmm. this. But I don't know yeah. if I'm the one that should be going to her or if it should be my niece or if I should go at all. What would stop you? I mean, I just want to understand your concerns so I can be respectful of that. I know she's going to be so embarrassed about this. And yeah. I think it would be so embarrassing knowing that her mother knows this conversation that I saw and all this. Yeah. Do you I'm think she'd take it better her. from her cousin, especially since her cousin is the one who discovered all of this? That would That's keep her from. Feeling, but I, d- but I don't want to. I don't want to take the cowardly way out. But I'm just right. no. Well, look, I, I think she needs to know. I mean, that's 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 the most that's the thing that's most important. You know, who delivers the message? You know that that we can work out, but 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 uh, she definitely needs to know. And and why I would say this, even though it would be embarrassing, even though it would be humiliating, even devastating. And I'm so sorry that that you've come into this uh, situation. It's just awful. Uh, it's, uh, it's so awful. Um, but you know when when we're faced with anything, uh, especially you know something that that could hurt another person, you know the question isn't would they be hurt by it. The question is, what would I do that could give them the best opportunity to heal the wound. You know, and right now your daughter doesn't even know there is a wound. And so letting her know about it in some way is the most loving thing to do so that that gives her a chance to address it. It gives her husband a chance to heal it. It gives them a chance to seek the help that they need. So, yes, I, I think um, two things. I, I would share this with her. I, I You know, if if... I think you're going to have to be involved in some way because even if the cousin tells her, you know, you know, and the cousin's going to share that 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 uh, you know that that you know, and you're going to want to be able to support her, right? So it's you know it's not just a matter of of saying, 
you know, um, I don't want to be the one to tell it to her. It's, it's, you know, you want to be able to be the one to be there to, to help her after afterward, to, to, to pray with her, to give her counsel, to give her a shoulder to cry on, to make suggestions, for example, for where to get help. So, um, you know, I, I think that even if you're not the one who tells her personally, I, I think that you you want her to know that you know and that you're there to help her. So I would talk with the cousin and really kind of pray together, if you can, about, um, you know, the best way to deliver the message and who should be kind of take point or whether you should go together. Um, I would also um, look into some helpful resources for recovering from this. Um, so uh, I can I can share some things that we offer. We through Pastoral Solutions, we offer a program called um, Connected, which is all about helping people with pornography and relationship addictions have healthy relationships and connect in healthy ways. That's Connected. We have a program called Reconnected, which is for the spouses of those persons who are struggling with pornography or relationship addictions. Um, you can learn more about both of those programs at CatholicCounselors.com. Um, Sexual Addictions Anonymous is another program that uh, her husband may want to be involved with. There's going to need to be some counseling involved as well, so I would suggest that you have maybe a few faithful resources that they could turn to so that you just kind of have that there um, and say whenever you give the information, you can also say here are some places that you can go for help. Um, but, you know, as painful as it's going to be for her to hear this, she needs to know, and she needs to know that you're there to be a support to her, to to pray with her, to be that resource provider for her, you know, to give her connections with, with places she can turn for help. So as as devastating as this is, Carol, for you to have found out, I'm, I'm glad that you know, and I'm glad that you're in a position to be able to tell your daughter. We will certainly add your family to our More to Life prayer list. If there's more we can do to support you through this, you can learn more about all the information, all the all the resources I suggested to you at our website, catholiccounselors.com. Um, and if there's more that we can do to support you, don't hesitate to reach out to us here. Carol, I'm so sorry that you're going through this, but I do believe that this is an opportunity for real healing to take place in your in your daughter's marriage and in your family life. Thanks for the call. 877-573-7825. Today's show is titled, What Do You Need? You know, sometimes we have a hard time telling people what we need. Um, sometimes we tell people what we need and they don't care. <laughs> um, and then we get stuck. You know, I've, I've said to this person, hey, I could really use some help. And then they shrug. You know, I've said to this person, hey, that really hurts my feelings. And they go like, well, that's your problem. Uh, you know, <laughs> or I tell a person, yeah, here are these boundaries that I need you to respect. And they stomp all over them anyway. Um, now what? You know, what's the Christian's call in the face of all of that? Well, let us help you discern the right response uh, and discover how you can turn those relationships from stressed to supportive. The number is 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. When we come back, in addition to taking your calls, we'll be joined by Bishop Jeffrey Monforton of the Diocese of Steubenville, who'll be sharing some insights on the virtue of prudence. Stick around for that and a whole lot more when More to Life continues after the break. The wisdom of Mother Angelica. I said to the churches one day, what do you think you're going to look like in heaven? Oh, some of them had absolutely magnificent ideas. I didn't think of one of them. And so I got desperate because then my turn came. I didn't know what to say. And so in desperation, I said, what do you think I'll wear in heaven? And they all said with one voice, armor. <laughs> EWTN. Live truth. Live Catholic. 
This Ave Maria program is brought to you by the following. Weaving its way through the heart of the Holy Land is a well-worn path that once felt the footsteps of our biblical faith heroes, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, King David, and Jesus. From Sponsor TVN with hosts David Friedman and Mike Pompeo comes a sacred journey of hope along Route 60, the biblical highway. In theaters September 18th and 19th, it's Route 60, the biblical highway. Information at route60.movie. That's route60.movie. This program is brought to you by the following nonprofit underwriter. CMF Curo is the Catholic healthcare option you've been searching for. From concierge service to ethical consultations to partnerships with one of the nation's largest healthcare sharing ministries, CMF Curo offers a pro life, Catholic approach to your overall health and well being. Find out today if CMF Curo is right for you. Call 833 Get Curo. That's 833 G E T C U R O. Or visit mycatholichealthcare.com. Would you get on a plane that doesn't have a pilot? Investing in passive index mutual funds may present the same issue. The Ave Maria mutual funds are actively managed by seasoned investment professionals to help you meet your investment goals in a morally responsible way. Ave Maria funds are managed to conform to pro-life and pro-family values. Long-term investors could invest in the no-load Ave Maria mutual fund. You can learn more about the Ave Maria mutual funds at 866-AVE-MARIA or visit AveMariaFunds.com. Welcome back to More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today's show is titled, What Do You Need? Are you having a hard time getting the people in your life to respect your needs or listen to your boundaries? Well, we want to help you find your voice and find graceful ways to deal with those situations and more. 877-573-7825. Joining us right now, Bishop Jeffrey Monforton of the Diocese of Steubenville. Bishop Monforton, thanks for being with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Greg and Lisa, our entire audience. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. Now and forever. Amen. Well, you know, so what we're talking about today here touches on, you know, the virtue of prudence, you know, knowing what to do, when to do it, how to do it. And and you wanted to speak to us a little bit about living that virtue of prudence. Absolutely. You know, it reminds me of the four pillars of the church that I first, the first parish I was at, the Shrine of Little Flower, actually now it's the National Shrine of Little Flower Basilica. And it's Each pillar is named after a cardinal virtue, temperance, fortitude, justice, and prudence, a reminder that we need all of those for us to have a balanced Christian life. Prudence itself, the importance of prudence, of course, our Church teaches us that it's sort of the vehicle by which the other three virtues travel. It gives us the ability to understand rule and measure, uh, guiding our conscience, uh, also providing us the reminder that charity has to be our filter. The ends don't justify the means. I, I, I recall as a priest, when I would prepare couples for marriage, uh, let's just say sometimes many of them came through complicated families and lives. And I had to respect sure. that. Instead of throwing the rules in the book at them, mm-hmm. to have that compassionate heart, listen to them. We still had to get to the truth and do things correctly. But it, it takes a little bit of time for us to realize the manner of means in which we do something is as important as the outcome, and we have to be careful to avoid uncharitable actions and words. And sometimes in families, that's when they, of course, we break that rule. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, we're tempted all the time to, mm-hmm. to break that role, especially in our family relationships. And so, you know, when, when you're dealing with a situation like we've been talking about today, when we've tried to get other people to help us with our needs or respect our boundaries, you know, what does prudence kind of, how can prudence help us manage those situations effectively? 
Well, prudence, for one, helps us and encourages us to assess the entire situation, that it's not about us, it's about getting the right thing done. And uh, it's, as St. Thomas Aquinas would say, it's the, it's the right reason in action. Uh, and gives us the opportunity to realize that sometimes we have to step back and take the 30,000-foot look at what's really going on in the entire situation and try not to take things personally. Uh, we, we are, we're here to try to get everybody else to heaven, including ourselves. So, so one of the things we've been talking about through, throughout the program is, you know, it, it's not so much about, you know, how do I feel or how does the other person feel in the situation, but really what would it mean for us to work for their ultimate good and the ultimate good of the relationship and for that matter our ultimate good? Is that, is that a good example of, of a question that would lead to a, a better, more prudent response? Absolutely. We want to be spiritual enablers, if I can use that word. It's, it's important for us to get people to heaven. And sometimes it's going to take a little more work, depending on the people, but we have to, we have to pack our patience when we're exercising prudence, as well as, of course, as I mentioned, our, the charity, because we could actually do things, we could cause the situation to be worse if we don't use the right vocabulary. And you, I mean, both you and Lisa would realize how that has happened in the lives of many people, and how do we try Absolutely. But one of the things I love about having you here, Bishop Monforton, is that you're speaking to the wisdom that the Catholic Church gives us in a way that we cannot have wisdom without those teachings. And to say, let's focus on the virtues. You know, these virtues are a gift to us. We often think being virtuous is burdensome. We can't just do what we want or what we feel. But often if we just go with what we feel, we get burdened with the result of that. But if we look at these virtues you're talking about, prudence and patience and all these wonderful things that are actually a gift, we have a way to measure prayerfully our decisions about what we do, don't we? That's actually very freeing. Absolutely, absolutely. We're not sovereign individuals. God's given us the tool set to assist each other, to be our neighbor's keeper, our brother and sister's keeper. And yes, it will take work. Sometimes, I think, even when it comes to parents, some children may be easier to raise than others, but every one of them are loved. And every one of them, you want to have the best in their lives, and you want them to go to heaven. Mr. Monforton, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. I know how busy you are. We really appreciate your time and your insights. God bless you, sir. God bless you. My privilege. Thanks. And we are talking with you today, folks, about getting your needs met and your boundaries respected. You know, and Bishop, as Bishop Monforton was pointing out, you know, when we find ourselves in those sticky situations where our needs aren't being respected or our boundaries are being violated, you know, what is the prudent thing to do? How do we know? what it means to work for this other person's ultimate good. Well, that's what we're talking about today on More to Life. Give us a call at 877-573-7825. We'll be back with more of your calls coming up right after the break. Stick around. Father Benedict Groeschel. I want to welcome you, if you're not familiar, with the wonderful world of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. What will America become if it makes it impossible for the Holy Spirit to work here because of untruth and self-indulgence and paganism. This is not just a nice discussion of the gifts of the Holy Spirit because I'm going to discuss what happens when people make it impossible to be prudent, just, 
or honest or brave or courageous or reverent. When people make that impossible, what a terrible thing they do not only to themselves, but to our society. EWTN. Live Truth. Live Catholic. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tomio. Learn and spread the word about the food, clothing, parenting classes, financial assistance that these resource centers provide moms, and not just for a few weeks after the baby is born, but often for up to four years after birth. Don't assume that just because you haven't heard about pro-life resources or efforts that they don't or aren't available or that the church hasn't been involved. The media, and I know this firsthand from my years of experience, have been working with the abortion industry to suppress information about resources as well as totally misrepresent or blatantly lie about what the pro-life community offers moms and families in need. And last but not least, do some homework and prayerfully give thanks to these pro-life warriors and consider becoming a pro-life warrior yourself. Catholic Connections, Teresa Tomio. Weekdays, 9 a.m. Eastern on EWTN Radio. Hi, I'm Lisa Popcheck. Do you need to have an important conversation with someone? Here's a tip. Do twice as much listening as talking. Don't do it as a technique. Listen because you're genuinely interested in what the other person thinks, what motivates them, and what their goals, concerns, and needs are. Successful conversationalists may not agree with everything the other people say, but they're careful not to rush to judgment. They ask questions. They show real care and concern. They look for points of agreement to build on. They don't try to change the person they're speaking with, but they do look for ways to be a positive influence while deepening the relationship. Christians call this approach accompaniment. To learn more about being an effective listener, especially when it comes to building a better relationship with your adult kids, check out our book, Having Meaningful, Sometimes Difficult Conversations with Your Adult Sons and Daughters, or visit catholiccounselors.com. Welcome back, folks. You're listening to More to Life on WGN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. I'm Lisa Popchak. And today's show is titled, What Do You Need? As we talk about the challenge we often have in meeting our needs or getting people to respect our needs, listen to our concerns, or kind of hear our boundaries, right? When we tell people, hey, I could really use some help, or, you know, that really hurts my feelings, or could you please stop that? And then they don't do any of those things. They just do what they want to do anyway. What's our response? How do we engage in those situations in ways that are grace-filled? Let's talk about it. 877-573-7825. Before we go to our next call, we want to send out a very special congratulations to another longtime member of the EWTN <laughs> radio family. Our own Ave Maria Radio in Michigan Woo-hoo! is celebrating an incredible 27 years with us. Congratulations, Al Cresta, Mike Jones, and the whole great team that we know very well at Ave Maria Radio. God bless you guys, and thanks for letting us be part of the Ave Maria Radio family. 
And folks, wherever you're tuning into Catholic Radio, make sure that you are supporting your local Catholic Radio station, certainly with your prayers, but also with your dollars, because we need to keep radio going strong and growing stronger every day to be able to be here to support you in living a more abundant life. So thanks again, Al Cresta and Mike Jones, for your vision. And the whole team, everyone else who works so hard there, as so Obviously. many do across the nation at our EWTN affiliates and EWTN itself to keep Catholic Radio here for you. All right, with that, we are taking your calls today on our show titled, What Do You Need? As we explore those times when we let other people know what we need or what our boundaries are, and they don't care. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, nice for you. They don't respond. Uh, Maybe they even run you down because you actually have a need, and they might have to leave their comfort zone for two minutes and maybe meet your need. It's difficult, and we're here to help you get those needs met in a virtuous, grace-filled way. So let's talk it out, 877-573-7825. Let's talk now with Mary, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Pennsylvania. Hi, Mary. Welcome to More to Life. What's up? Hi, thank you for taking the call. Um, I was calling because my um, husband and I are struggling with his family um, and setting boundaries but they actually won't even get to the point where they want to hear what they are. Um, And the situation is that his sister and brother um, just have very different values from our family's values. And we used to be like them, and we've changed um, in some small ways. But... um, well, Mary, I wanted to say, because it sounds like, it, you know, you're being very kind here, but on our board, it actually says that your sister-in-law had her children taken away from her by CPS. Like, this sounds like it's yeah. more than just a different st- lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. So how yeah. dangerous so want- is this situation for you and your kids to be around? What's, what's going on there? We're not really close with them at all, but the parents want us to spend time with them at holiday gatherings, and we don't. And so we've tried to incrementally kind of decrease the amount of time that we're around, and then once we started having children, um, it, they're just not suitable at all, I don't think. So, so help me understand. I, I, I mean, I, I, I get where you're coming from, and I respect what you're saying, but I also just want to understand the whole context here. So tell me, when, when you say that you don't want to be around them, what is your fear about being around them? What's the, what's the concern um, exactly? His family has kind of explosive anger, so they'll scream mm. and yell at each other. And so if there's a difference, it's not getting resolved um, peacefully. It's getting... It's, there's going to be screaming and yelling and crying, and it's, it's just not at all appropriate. So they've called us screaming and yelling and crying when we try to set boundaries and leave gatherings that we're not comfortable. And so we've gone no contact, and honestly, um, we're just struggling with guilt that maybe we haven't done enough. Okay. Well, so, so thank, you, thank you for that context, because that's really helpful. So... You know, um, when we're setting boundaries with people, um, you know, uh, again, as Bishop Monfort was talking about, you know, it's 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 not so much about what we feel about it or what they feel about it. It's it's about how do we set boundaries that really work for the good of the situation. And what you're describing here is a family that has accepted verbal abuse, emotional abuse. Um, to put it kindly, drama <laughs> as 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 a normal way of relating, and you're recognizing that that's unhealthy. 
and you're trying to say, you know, frankly, rather prophetically, look, this isn't okay, guys, right? Now, whatever boundaries you set, and I, you know, and it may very well be that that uh, they're they're so unhealthy that you can't be around them at all. But but what you want to look at here is two questions, right? and this this will help with the guilt too. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna look at is there any context in which I could have contact with them that where I would be safe, right? So maybe that means okay, well you know we could do a, a phone call, or, or I could you know they they can handle themselves for 15 minutes or so around me without losing it, and so I can visit with them for that long. You know, if where, you live close enough to even yeah, make that happen. Yeah, you know you know what I'm saying. So so again, it like, could be yeah, it you, could be you know they want you to get together for christmas and you can say you know no we can't do that because it gets out of hand when we're all together at at someone's house but maybe we could meet between christmas and new year for dinner in public do they behave themselves better and more socially acceptably in public and would that be safe could you manage that if that's not the case if they're still screaming and yelling and causing public disarray then you know that's a boundary you have to keep or maybe you could say you know hey look and we we it's just not safe to come over because of all the drama but we'd be happy to check in via zoom over you know i mean like the point is you're, you're trying to be as accommodating as you can while still number one keeping you and your family safe and number two continuing to kind of prophetically call attention to the real problem here because it, it would and, and again the, the answer might be well look we can't be around them at all because they're just that unhealthy and that is a perfectly legitimate position to take okay you need to prayerfully discern that and that's not just for the good of your children i want to be clear here this is very much for the good of your children but it's also for your own spiritual and mental health if you or your husband come out of there feeling like you were put through an emotional chipper shredder that's not healthy for you and it's okay to set that limit well but it's also good for your family because again you're saying look guys this isn't normal or healthy right you know we would and and the way you set a boundary is you say look i would love to be in a better relationship with you i'd love to spend more time with you i would love to be there for the holidays i'd love to do all the things you know but i can't do that if you're going to be like this so you know if i can see you guys getting help if i can see you guys learning how to control your anger if i can see you guys learning how to not create so much drama and tension and pain Every time we get together, I would love to do that, you know, so that's why and that's why I'm not just cutting off completely. That's why I'm saying we can do the Zoom call over the holidays or that's why I'm saying we can I'll give you a call every once once a week or, you know, whatever it is that you can safely do. Or maybe it's, you know, we can't talk to you until you've let us know that you're in therapy. I mean, that's okay too. But you're saying, you know, here's the way forward. I'm setting this boundary not to cut you out of my life, but to say there's a problem and to point at a possible solution. And if you're willing to take those steps, great. You can be part of my life. If you're not willing to take those steps, and here's where your guilt goes away, if you're not willing to take those steps, then you're saying that you love your drama and you're crazy more than you love me. And if that's the case, I hope you'll be happy together, but I can't be part of it. You see what I'm saying? It's and not I about you being mean. put it in mean. exactly those words. If you are so committed to the drama, to the screaming, to the we are the way we are, you're saying you love that more than you love me, more than you love my family, more than you love your grandchildren, and that's the way it is. We're not going to be around people who love that kind of drama more than they care about a relationship. So with if us. you guys want to address that stuff, uh, you know, then we are happy to be part of your lives. If you don't, well, that's your choice, but we can't be part of your lives. So that that's up to you. So the whole point, again, the whole point of setting these boundaries isn't to cut people off or to be mean to people or, or any of those things, right? It's we set a boundary in a way that says, look, I would love to be in a better relationship with you. But in order to do that, 
I need to have this addressed. And, and if it's not going to be addressed, then this is as close as I can come and still feel safe. And sometimes as close as I can come and still feel safe means I can't see at all. So you have to prayerfully decide what that is and then stick to it because that's your way of prophetically witnessing to your, to, to your family what a healthier relationship would look like because they've kind of settled into this is just the normal thing that we do and this is just the way it is and it's just a, a patently unhealthy and ungodly way to be. So Maria, I hope that those suggestions are, are helpful and, and to sort of frame the whole thing in, in the bigger picture. Uh, we talk about this more, by the way, in my book, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People, which is really all about how to set these kinds of godly boundaries that keep you safe from the drama, but still leave the door open for healing and for the Holy Spirit to move. Thanks so much for the call. And again, the book, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People. It's available at catholiccounselors.com, as well as many other resources to help you have healthier family relationships. All right, well, we are taking your calls right now on our show titled, What Do You Need? As we discuss those times when it's hard to get people to really listen to us. You know, we've said, I could really use some help. And then they just ignore us. We've said, hey, that really hurts my feelings. And they're like, well, you just can't take a joke. We've set a boundary and say, look, you you can't do this anymore. And they just don't care. Or they push and they push and they push and they push. What do you do then? What's a Christian to do? Well, let's talk about it. 877 573 7825. Again, that's 877 573 7825. As we head out to our break, it's time for our scripture of the day, which comes to us from Philippians 419. God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. You know, we pick this verse because we're all called to love each other the way God loves us. And St. Paul is reminding us that God wants to supply all of our needs. You know, you know we, doesn't, we don't always get what we want exactly the way we want it when we want it. But God meets all of our needs. He listens to our concerns. And he attends to them before the words are even out of our mouth. And that's how God asks us to respond to each other's needs. We shouldn't have to fight for the other person's attention. We shouldn't have to feel like we're jumping through hoops and crawling over broken glass to get the other person to just hear, hey, I could really use some help, or could you please stop hurting me like that, or would you please respect this boundary? When we communicate those needs, it's okay to talk about it and say, well, you know, can we talk about how to, how to do that in a way that will work for me too? That's fine. But just to ignore each other's needs goes against the gospel. It goes against the way God loves us and our call to love each other as he loves us. So take that to heart as we go to break. And when we come back, we'll be taking more of your calls about getting your needs met and getting people to respect your boundaries, especially when they don't particularly care to. 877-573-7825. Again, that's 877-573-7825. More to life. We'll continue with your calls right after this. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. 
Does your brain appreciate stained glass for more than its beauty? I'm Chuck Gatica, and this is Journey Strong. Early Christians couldn't read or write for the most part. Stained glass windows placed in newer church buildings became Bible teachers. These beautiful works of art inspired and highlighted various Bible stories. According to a study from the University of Waterloo, it isn't just our ancient relatives who enjoyed the symbolism of Christian art. Our brains prefer symbols to words. I know, I'm a visual thinker. Let's face it, we can learn from symbols and we can remember more about what we have seen according to the research. Solid visuals can also help us understand abstract concepts. Maybe you relate to visual thinking too. Catholics often practice visio divina, praying with or focused on art. Think of how an illustrated children's Bible makes the job of explaining Holy Scripture and God's plan for us so much easier. For more on this, look for the Journey Strong tab at the homepage of AveMariaRadio.net. This program is brought to you in part by Charity Mobile, a proud partner of Ave Maria Radio for over 15 years. Charity Mobile is the pro-life cell phone company and has sent nearly $2 million to thousands of pro-life charities. 4G LTE coverage is available nationwide, and 5% of your monthly plan price goes to your favorite pro-life charity. A video introduction is available at CharityMobile.com. Charity Mobile, everyday living, effortless giving. CharityMobile.com. Want more tips for living a more joyful, abundant life through the gift of the theology of the body? Well, and follow us on Facebook at More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa, and on Twitter and Instagram at Catholic Counselors. We'll see you there. Thank you for joining us today on More to Life on the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. I'm Lisa Popchak. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak. Today on More to Life, what do you need? We're talking about... Those times when it's difficult to get other people to respect our needs, uh, to uh, listen to our boundaries. If you are struggling to let other people or have the people in your life respect those concerns, give us a call, 877-573-7825. We're talking now with Michelle, who's listening to EWTN Radio in Nebraska on Spirit Catholic Radio. Hey, Michelle, welcome to More to Life. What's going on? Good morning. Good morning. What can we do for you? Our, I have a 40-year-old daughter, and or we do, and she has two grandkids, and we've helped her so much in her life. She's been married twice, divorced twice, and we just had, uh, my question is how to let them back in, and I mean them, because she's just circled the wagons. There was a big, one of our biggest blow-ups with her in front of company, yelling back and forth. Um, we apologize we about things, and she just keeps going back to she didn't have the childhood she wanted. It was, you know, it was crazy with her. We went through, she ran away. Uh, she was abused when she was three. Um, and so she just says she's giving her daughter the... the, the she was abused by a family was, member when she was three? No, it was a one-time neighbor, and she doesn't remember, so she said, that's not part of me. I don't remember it. It has no effect. So okay, I so she's, even... not, she's not saying that, you know, that's part of it, that, you know, that it's unaddressed right. trauma so, that she needs you to address. Okay, so help us here. You were right. t- telling our screener that you guys had a big blow-up recently, about two months ago. 
um, and that you just said you yeah. you guys apologize, but she's refusing to apologize and just saying let's just forget it. Uh, I, what what are, I guess what are you asking us here specifically? Well, now I wanted. I, she said we're not listening, so I said, well, we've listened so many times, and so. I said I would get together with her and listen, and she says, I don't have time. I have to work too much. Let's just move on. Well, I used to help so much, and I haven't seen those kids uh, once in two months, once I used to pick them up all the time. And she just wants to move on, but she says our family just brushes every rug, which is what she wants to do. So how do, I, how do we reconnect, and how do I address that? Sure. Yeah, I, I think that the, based on the based on the pattern you're describing here. I mean, so what what when we when you're talking about you know reconciling with somebody, um, you know, apologies really aren't enough, right? What what I mean, it's a start. We have to start there. But but what that should lead to then is a conversation about look, um, if if something like this were to happen again, how could we handle it better, right? And I think that's the conversation you want to have. Right, it's 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 to really and to hold your daughter accountable for that, and all of you really accountable for that. If she's accusing you guys of sweeping things under the rug, then the best thing to do is to not sweep this under the rug, and and to say to her, look, I I really want um, us to have a better relationship, and and I think you know as you pointed out, you know that I mean, whether it's true or not, you can say as you pointed out, you know we might all have a tendency to just sort of let things go that we shouldn't, uh, and so I don't want to let this go. Let's start here. What would it take for us? Uh, you know, to handle something like this better if it ever happened again. You know, if, if, if I was to upset you the way I did or frustrate you the way I did, you know, how could we really talk about that and talk through that together? Don't, I want you to resist the temptation to re-argue what happened. Okay, here's the thing, and, and this, is, this is one of the hardest things uh, for me to convince our clients of in, in the pastoral counseling practice, but it's 100% true. Sometimes it's even hard for us to remember when we're in the middle of like a more you know, emotional moment, but it's very, very important and very effective. Yeah, so here's, here you go, truth bomb. Nobody ever agrees on what happened. Nobody. If Lisa and I are having an argument, neither of us ever agrees on who started it, who said what to who, you know, who was more at fault. It, it just We know we were hurt. And it was an honest thing to not remember it the same way, because we've got all our own history going through our head, our own fears going through our head. Everybody is experiencing that moment in a truthfully, completely different way. And people are like, well, well, how can we ever solve the problem if we can't even agree on what happened? Or, or they're just lying. They're not lying. They're seeing it differently, right? Uh, and, and they're not, and they're not, you know, unwilling to take responsibility. It's just you see it differently. And so going back and refighting it and saying, you know, well, you have to take responsibility for this part, and I'll say sorry for that. You know, okay, you you can reference it and say, well, that went horribly. Look, we don't agree on what happened. We don't agree on who did what to who or who said what first. We agree that that was terrible. <laughs> we agree that we don't want to do that again, whatever yeah. that was. Goody, we're working from the common ground of agreeing on something. It was terrible. So let's talk about the next time. Let's talk, you know, let's say we you know we walk into a situation and I do exactly the same thing. How do we handle it better? You know, or you do exactly the same thing. How do we handle it better now? And and you want to f- resist like crazy going back to the whole, well, well you said that. And, and, uh, yeah, I know. Look, I, I, I hear you. I hear how frustrated you are. And I agree. I don't want to go there again. It was horrible. It was ugly. I absolutely agree that that was terrible. Let's, let's talk about if this were to happen again, 
How would we handle it differently? It's sometimes really hard to pin people down on that, but, but that's, what, that's what not sweeping something under the rug means. And, and it's important that when you have this conversation, the other person, or even ourselves, we do not devolve into, well, if you just did this, this, and this. We both need to take responsibility for what we are each going to do differently. If you say that, I am going to be able to ask you to clarify in this way or apologize in that way. We are going to meet in a different place, so we're less likely to have an experience like that in the same place we did last time. If if the other person says, well, you just need to blah, 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 mm-hmm. you can say, well, all right, look, I, I would like to try to do that for you. Um, in order for me to pull that off, though, I, I would, I would kind of need this from you, too. Can, could, could we both work on that? Right, so you're not saying, you know, don't you tell me what to do, or I'm never going to do that, or what. You're just okay. You're 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 taking it, but then you're asking yourself, what would it enable me to more likely to be more likely to do that thing? And then you're asking for that. And if they say, well, you're just making it all about me. No, I'm not. I'm saying, I'm willing to do the thing that you're asking me for, but I'm saying that I I need your help to pull it off. So would you be willing to help me there? So right, th- that's the conversation you want to have. And and if she's, you know, and and. If she says, you know, well, you, you just sweep things under the rug, or, well, no, I, I'm not. I mean, that's why we're having this conversation. But that's what you want to be focused on, right? Uh, not just uh, saying the magic words of I'm sorry. Again, that, that's a place to start, but, it should, but that's never a place to end up, you know. Uh, a good apology always ends in a conversation of how are we going to do this better next time. All right, Michelle, I hope that these suggestions will give you a way forward with your daughter. Don't, don't um, you know, don't let this go. Um, because I think that this could be as painful as the conversation is going to be, as difficult as it's going to be. I think if you get through it, it it's going to change your relationship moving forward because it's going to give you a way to talk about things that doesn't get mired in all the old stuff, uh, in all the blaming and the shaming, but really focuses on grace-filled solutions moving forward. And just remember, you know, taking these steps, if you both agree to what needs to be done differently the next time, it may go great the next time, or it may have some mishaps, and then you have to say, okay, well, we did these things well. What can we do to fix these other things? So you're taking it in steps. You're learning a whole new way to relate to one another that you both respect, that you're both moving forward in. If it continues to devolve and devolve and devolve, and nobody's getting, you know, doing the things that they said they want to do, you may want to consult an expert that can be there and help you through some of these things to learn the skills but take it you know a bit at a time don't just say well if it doesn't work the first time it won't work at all and for additional suggestions along these lines i really encourage you to check out our book having meaningful sometimes difficult with uh, conversations with our adult sons and daughters it's really all about how we can cultivate the kind of relationship with our adult kids that allow us to be heard and allow the things we say to be received well Uh, including setting these kinds of boundaries and working through issues with them. So again, that's having meaningful, sometimes difficult conversations with our adult sons and daughters. It's available at catholiccounselors.com. Thanks so much for the call, Michelle. And listeners, thank you for tuning in and sharing some of your questions with us today. We appreciate the opportunity to walk with you. If you'd like more resources on setting boundaries effectively, dealing with people who are 
reluctant, let's say, to hear your needs or concerns or respect your boundaries. We have all kinds of resources for you at CatholicCounselors.com, including my book, God Help Me, These People Are Driving Me Nuts, Making Peace with Difficult People. And as I was just mentioning to our previous caller, having meaningful, sometimes difficult conversations with our adult sons and daughters. We also can, you can also learn more about the Pastoral Solutions Institute's pastoral telecounseling practice, where you can work with a faithful, professional Catholic counselor to help you transform your marriage, family, or personal life through God's grace. Learn more at CatholicCounselors.com and get out there and celebrate the life God has for you, because you know what? With His grace, there is always so much more to life. Have a look. You've been listening to More to Life with Dr. Greg and Lisa Popchek. More to Life is a co-production of Ave Maria Radio and EWTN Radio and is carried across the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Our producer is Dan McGraw. For copies of this program or for more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net.